We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretch, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher and no Dusty Evely today. Now, Dusty is on a much-needed uh, day of rest. He's had some long, long days with work and everything like that, so we're, uh, we gladly gave him the day off. So uh, Sarah and I are going to have some fun tonight and uh, talk a lot of Packer stuff that's going on. But Sarah, how you doing down in Florida? I'm doing pretty well. I'm currently, right now, as we're recording this, I'm quite stressed because I have the Orlando City-Portland game on um, in the background, and Orlando City is losing 2-1 to one right now with 10 minutes left, and they literally almost just got scored on again as I am talking, so <laughs> I am a little stressed out, um, and it looks like they're going to lose, so I'll probably be pretty sad, but it's okay. Other than that, I'm excited that at least you and I are recording. Um, I know we'll miss Dusty, but he definitely deserves some time off to relax and and just catch up on sleep and catch up on just anything with his family and enjoying that time. So happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he was kind of talking to us throughout the week about how they were trying to get away for a, a, like a little family time. It just wasn't able to happen, and so he just wanted uh, a night for himself which we would gladly give for him so 
we will all be back together next week and talking a lot of Packers. But, man, there's uh, there's a lot going on, actually, in the Packers world, Sarah. Uh, number one, the Green Bay Packers turned 101 today. So technically it's Tuesday. You're listening to this Wednesday. But on Tuesday, the Packers turned 101. So, um, I mean, it's just outstanding. Like, it's just so much fun. Like, they, they posted pictures from the team from 1919. And I uh, – like it's just it's nostalgic. It's fun. In the best franchise, basically, in in sports. Like, come on, it, it doesn't get better than the Green Bay Packers. And it was just awesome to see all of those photos. And I felt like it was almost on my uh, timeline on Twitter. It was like a a yearbook of the Green Bay Packers and just a history of like all of their or I should say all of their yearbooks and just to look into the past and, you know, some of the best and brightest moments and some of our fan favorite moments. So it's always fun when this day rolls around just to kind of, you know, look back on the really neat things that have happened. And I think especially right now with, you know, so much going on and, you know, is there going to be a season? What, What does the season look like? It's nice to just look back on those good memories and really enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are now like an old grandma who makes cookies for people at this point. I mean, <laughs> hitting a hundred, but they're still, but they're still hitting on a high level though. Those cookies are elite, elite cookies. Yeah. Uh, other Packers making the news right now. Former Packers making the news. We've got Mike Daniels signing a contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. One year, two point seven million dollars. Always kind of fun. I mean, he was when when he was on the Packers, he was always a blast. Like he he was a lot of fun talk. Like would had a lot of interest outside of football, but was always just a, a force on the field. So uh, good for him. Uh, it's exciting to see him do some stuff. Hopefully, and, and I'm glad he's in the AFC and not in the NFC North anymore. Exactly. Even though he didn't really he didn't do much for the for the Lions, but still, I, I'm happy to have him outside of the NFC North. For sure, and. You, you've said it all, Steve. I mean, he was always just a fun guy to have in the organization and on the team. And um, he was one of those guys, you know, similar to Randall Cobb, when they went their separate ways, you still just absolutely wish the best for them and really wanted to see them do well wherever they went. So I'm happy to see that he's getting another shot um, and he'll be in Cincinnati and, and you know, not in the NFC, like you said, which is always a fun. <laughs> So I'm I'm rooting for him. So I'm I'm rooting for him, and I hope it works out. Oh, Sarah, I did have to ask you. I forgot. I've I haven't heard. Uh, have you heard from Body Armor at any like sponsorship level at all? Unfortunately, no. Oh no. My DMs are open. <laughs> nobody's in my DM about. I even my- tried. I tried. I, I tagged them in a couple of things and. and uh, people that even just that were listening that you know commented on our episode or the tweet that has the link to our episode commented and we're like, I hope you get your sponsorship and, but they still tagged body armor. So I'm waiting one day. day. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Stop me if you've heard this before, but the green Bay Packers have signed signed a wide receiver and he's not fast. I know it's shocking, but uh, officially what's that? Can he block? Probably. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he can block. Um, he's probably a little bit taller than most. And uh, But there's one thing I can guarantee you is that he will not be wearing number 17 like he did for Seattle last year. The Packers have signed 
officially Malik Taylor, uh, Malik Turner from the Seahawks. He played with them in 2019, had 15 catches, a uh, 16.3 yards per catch and a touchdown, four drops. Looks like he had about seven yards per uh, yak after, after the catch, you know, a very, very prototypical Brian Gutekunst, uh, Matt LaFleur wide receiver. I mean, I think we're all still begging for the speedy, speedy dude. But, uh, I mean, they're they're adding wide receivers. They're trying to find some diamonds in the rough. What do you, what do you think of the, them bringing in, um, bringing in Turner? Well, I thought this was certainly interesting because I'm pretty sure I'm on the record literally a week ago, both Dusty and I saying, yeah, this is probably their group. This is, you know, what they're going <laughs> to I'm pretty sure we both said that. Um that they, we didn't think anyone else would get thrown into the mix, but here we are literally a week later and someone else is in the mix. Um, but yeah, like you said, Packers definitely have a type when it comes to what they look for in a receiver. Um, I really just, I, you know, he, he could be a nice guy to throw in the mix, you know, there might be a five or six or potentially a practice squad guy, depending on everything that, you know, happens and how it shakes out. But I don't know. I really, I just, I don't know if this is available right now, you know, with our salary cap and everything that we have at our disposal, but we really need that extra speedy guy. So what more does this really bring to the table? I I don't know. So it, I mean, it's not like I love it and I don't hate it. I'm just kind of like, "Mm, I don't know how much that truly, truly does for the team at this point. You know what this feels like is I'm, I don't know if your your mom ever did this or anything, but the way that my mom used to test to see if spaghetti was done was she would you know grab a handful of it and you chuck it on the wall and see what sticks. That's legitimately what they what it feels like they're doing after uh, Adams and Lazard is like, eh, we'll find out. We'll find out if anybody can do anything. We've got like 17 dudes now. They all do the same thing, so one of them has to be good. And honestly, who knows, because I I guarantee you, if you look back a year ago on our podcast or on, you know, other Pack-A-Day podcasts, there was probably a lot of us saying, well, we don't know what they're going to do. We have they have this Alan Lazard guy and, you know, he's in the mix. And then look what happened with that. So you just (laughs) you never know, um, you know, what will happen and who can step up, who develops a great rapport with Aaron Rodgers. So. We'll see. Like you said, I think they're just trying to find, you know, at least one more guy that really sticks in the mix there. And I think they'll feel a lot more comfortable if they if they have a solidified, um, you know, core group. But I don't know if this is exactly the answer, but it's it's definitely something. Yeah, it'll be it's it'll be interesting. We'll we'll break some break this down even a little bit more. We uh, for. For Pack a Day podcast, obviously you guys have been following along, but we're gonna continually break down um, position by position during training camp uh, and what's going on with that. And obviously we've got wide receivers today, and then next week we'll be breaking down inside linebackers because Andy just likes to see me cry. So um, that it'll be it'll be fun next week. When I saw that on their on our calendar, I just I was like, I think I might have to host that episode. Just- <laughs> 
Steve and Dusty argue the entire time. <laughs> that actually might not be a horrible idea. Just me and him arguing. He's like, no, no, I, I really like what they're doing at Inside Linebacker. And I'll just sit and like scream into a pillow. It'll be really good. Yeah, I'm honestly really, really looking forward to that. <laughs> Next up, we've got um, something you actually sent me from Cheesehead TV. And I actually thought it was fake. I didn't think it was real, but there is the quote uh, from the Bears wire that says, Brett Favre would love to see Aaron Rodgers on the Bears. So if you can uh, God, just break down whatever the hell he said, and then we'll we'll have some reactions after this. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of the old man here, but uh, playing golf with Trump, now talking about sending Aaron Rodgers to the Bears, like enough's enough. Can we go like – put him in an old man home or something like that. Cause he seems to be getting a little senile, but tell everybody what, what he said uh, in his, on whatever podcast he was on. Yeah. So when I saw this on Cheesehead TV's Twitter, I definitely thought it might've been like a parody or just something fake as well. And, and I clicked the link to the story and looked up the podcast and listened and Oh boy, is it real? Um, <laughs> so I'm sure everyone listening, um, knows that Roger, Aaron Rodgers, gosh, what am I saying, was on um, a podcast uh, with The Ringer a week ago talking about his future in Green Bay. And of course, everyone went crazy and, you know, ran with some of his answers. But they did ask him once about playing for the Bears. And he just was like, no, gross, like next. Thank you, next. He he moved on. Um, but um, Brett Favre was on a podcast Sorry, Something, something's happening. What's going on? Live updates. What's happening? Live update of the game. Oh, Orlando City almost scored and they didn't. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. So, this week, Brett Favre was on a podcast uh, with Complex and they asked him the same question. What would you think about Aaron Rodgers potentially one day being a Chicago Bear? And he said, I would love to see that. Bears fans would probably be like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm so glad Aaron Rodgers is on our team. So my first takeaway from that is, okay, Bears fans, what about the Packers fans? Like, what about our feelings and how we feel? Obviously, we're not <laughs> bad. So I don't know. Like, it was just weird. Like, I didn't, I didn't like it. Like, I'm like, dude, how can you say that? And obviously Rogers was like, gross. No. And Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are supposedly friends now. So it's like, you know, he said no. And you're like close with him. So why would you be like, no, I'd want to see that. <laughs> I don't know. It really, again, it's kind of like the stupid list. Like it shouldn't bother sure. me. But just reading it, I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that he said that. <laughs> but it's whatever. I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers wasn't like, yeah, one day, maybe, then I'm okay. I don't care. Sorry, Brett yeah. Favre. <laughs> no, a, 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 the first part is that any Bears fan that's like, no, I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers is an idiot because, you know, yeah. if they're given any of them were like, you can sign Aaron Rodgers for $20 million a year. They're like, dude, do, do it now, now, now give him to me now. Like that's it. They would all say that right away. So that had no merit to it. And B, like he, Favre is turning into like the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, like the guy from Saturday Night Live, like just stumbling around drunkenly saying stupid ass stuff nonstop that doesn't make any sense. Like I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers in a in a Bears uniform. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Like 
first yeah first you're playing golf with trump now you're telling everybody that you want to see aaron Rodgers in a bears uniform like just quietly go away like you've got your lifetime contract thing with the packers just just go away shake some hands like on thanksgiving when you come onto the field for the packers and i think that's about enough like i think i think i've I've officially reached my brett Favre limit now with this uh bears nonsense and uh I think I might be ready for him to go away for a while. Oh. Yeah, I know. It might be a little harsh, but I don't really care. He's hurt. He he officially has hurt my Packer feelings by saying this stuff about the Bears. So, yeah. I think I think it's time for another uh, a Brett Favre Packers separation for a little bit. So, he can he can go hang out with the Bears fans. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um Bakhtiari, the left tackle, number 69, had his Zoom press conference today. Sarah, you were able to take a listen to it. Why don't you break down some of the stuff that you were able to, some of your bigger takeaways, and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay, so first we we need to rewind, and we need to talk about what happened earlier this week, and or it might have even been last week. God, I don't even remember. With I think it was I think it was earlier this week. Yeah. This is one of those weeks where well right now when we're recording it's Tuesday and I'm like, man, it's been a week and it's it's only <laughs> two days and week. But so um it was Rob, right? Dombowski? Yep. Yeah. Dombowski, yeah. He was talking with Zadarius Smith um via the media Zoom um call that they have every day now. And he, the context of the question, he said something like, oh, you're such a great energetic leader, right, you know, from the start, um, since you joined the Packers, what do you see yourself, you know, like, how do you see yourself evolving in the future? Because, you know, when Bakhtiari first joined the team, he was, quote, unquote, kind of a dick, which was insane <laughs> that that happened. Like, I, I could not believe that that happened. So, um I saw that Bakhtiari, like, was tweeting at him, like, funny gifts just the last couple days, and they were kind of going back and forth. So today, um, Bakhtiari spoke to the media, and, I mean, just an outstanding opening to the to the press conference. He asked, he stops the Packers PR person before, you know, they started calling on different people in the Zoom call to ask him questions and said, um, you know, I really... I heard some things that, you know, in the media the past couple of days that I was quote unquote kind of a dick as a rookie. <laughs> but now I've become, you know, a, a pro's pro in, on the team and within the organization. But I want to ask any of the media members that knew me in 2013, before you ask me a question, you have to answer my question. And that's if I was or not. And you have to answer. And the hilarious part about it was that every single journalist answered the question. Like, before they asked a question, they were like, hey, yeah, I thought you were kind of mean, but now you're really nice. Or they were like, oh, I wasn't on the beat then, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I mean, every single one of them. And then Wes Hodswitz, the Packers writer, I thought it was hilarious because he just skipped it over and was like, congrats on your engagement. I'm like, oh, so he went <laughs> other route. But... Sarah, when it, when a like six foot six, three hundred pound dude asks you a question, and you're a beat reporter who's like five eight, hundred and fifty pounds, you have to answer the question. Oh no, I just thought it was hilarious, just because of the the context of the question. And oh no, it was outstanding. 
Like, like I even heard you heard him laughing like while he was saying all this stuff. Yeah, and he was, and then whenever the journalist opened, a journalist opened up the their with their answer, he had like the biggest smile on his face. Like he literally was enjoying himself so much. So in addition to that fantastic opening, he was also wearing a shirt that said "Call my agent," which you know he's up for. A uh, new contract soon, so he definitely was not shy about that and wanted everyone to know uh, his worth, basically, and who to call when that time. I, I want to do like a a clap, but I feel like clapping into a microphone is just a bad <laughs> idea. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, he's he's damn he's damn right. That's exactly what should be happening for him. Yeah. So that that was just. I mean, like we haven't even gotten into the interview and what happened. That was just the very start and what he was wearing. Um, So he, just some highlights and talking points that I thought were of note. First, he talked a little bit about um, the COVID uh, guidelines and procedures that um, are in place at Lambeau Field right now. And he said um, him, as well as everyone else that he's talked to on the team, feels really safe. So a couple players have said that now, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that because, you know, we want them to feel safe and comfortable you know, when they're in, they're working out, when they're in film room, when, you know, in every part of the building. So that was nice to hear. Um, someone asked him too just about his career and the longevity of it. And, you know, he's he's been in the league now for a while and he said he has plans to, you know, keep going as long as he can. And something that I thought was really unique was he said, I don't want to look back on my career and have regret, regrets, whether that be my attitude or my performance. I just want to smile and have a great time. And I think that, like, if someone asked me to describe him, that's, like, a perfect way to describe him. I feel like he's always having so much fun, whether he's, you know, on the field messing around and being a complete beast or he's at a Bucks game chugging beers. He just is always the guy. Multiple beers. Yeah, multiple beers. (laughs) Um. He's just always a guy that's out there having fun. And I think he's obviously now, I mean, apparently he wasn't before, um, but he's obviously a great locker room guy and someone to have, you know, um, to go to and just be on your team. Uh, Nagler actually asked him a really great question about the whole situation with Rob. And he said, what was your opinion when you met Rob for the first time? I want to hear about that. And he said, I've never had a bad experience with Rob. And then he dramatically paused and stared down the camera and said, until right now. Um, (laughs) Most of the interview really was focused and the questions were kind of focused just on the clownery that occurred this week. But it was so great to hear from him. He expressed just to his excitement for the season, you know, despite the circumstances, he, he still really felt like, the Packers have the tools to be a successful team again um, this season. So um, obviously loved hearing that. And I hope we get more media sessions from him because he's always just a fantastic time. Yeah, agreed. Like man should be paid, but he is a, uh, he is also, he's also an entertainer at heart. Like, I mean, what he was in what, like one of the pitch perfect movies, I think with some of the other offensive linemen, Um I saw that. He was good in that. So, I mean, just continually doing some good stuff. Uh, a lot of fun there. So, all right, Sarah, I think it's time to get in the meat and bones of uh, meat and potatoes of this episode and, and talk about 
the thing that we probably know the least about on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, which is the wide receiver group. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a toss up between them and the tight ends. Maybe we don't know enough about the tight ends either, but um, legitimately like it's, it's Devante Adams and I don't know. I don't know if we need to come up with like a nickname of like, you know, the old school seventies bands of like Devante and the Devantes or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> 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 we need, like, obviously I need a little more thought process before that. But, uh, so right now, as it stands, the Packers, we talked about this before, but it, they've got, looks like they've got nine wide receivers competing for six, seven ish spots. So they've got, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, Jake Kumaro, EQ, Malik Turner just added, uh, Reggie Bagleton, Darius Shepard, and Travis Fulgham just added off of waivers as well. So it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, we kind of, we, the way that we want to break this down a little bit, like, we've got Devontae, Alan Lazard is, I think we, for me and you probably locked in as like the one, two ish, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you've got, you got multiple people. You've got MVS, you've got EQ. Um, actually those are probably the two guys that you're looking at battling for three. Kumaro sitting at four. I mean, going into, you know, the off season or going into whatever their training camp is and everything like that. Um, what odds do you give to some of these new guys like Malik Turner, Reggie Bagleton, um, Travis Fulgham? Like they don't have preseason games. They don't have a full off season. They don't have anything like what odds do you give these guys to actually make the 53? Yeah. I mean, the odds are not in their favor. Like you said, there's no preseason, there's no preseason games. So, you know, there's not as much camp time that, you know, they're going to get those reps. So, it really is a toss-up for them. I think in the end, I only see maybe one of them sneaking in um, to their final uh, wideout room, but I really don't. I really don't know. It, it's it's hard to get excited about them because I think you know during preseason, as much as we rag on it and we're like, oh, preseason can be so boring. That's the time when we can really see you know guys like Turner and Begleton and Fulgham. Hey, which one of them? fits the best in this mix of guys that we know are definitely going to be there. Like you said, we know Devontae Adams is going to be in the mix. We know Alan Lazard. We know MBS. We know EQ. But, you know, the bottom couple spots, I think, are certainly up for grabs. And, you know, there could have been a couple moments in preseason where they really would have been able to prove themselves, which now is that opportunity isn't there. Um, I think if any of them make it, I'm just going to go with Turner um, I think there is potential there. I think if they were to sign him this late, they obviously see something that they'd at least like to explore. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Yeah, I I struggle with it. Like I, you know, you watch uh, Reggie Bagleton's hype video and you get really excited. I think the preseason would have been really huge for him to show that he can compete against some players in the NFL. I think that would have been really huge for him. So that that struggles, but I mean he's get he'll get the opportunity to do it in camp against uh, you know the cornerbacks that the the Packers have and stuff like that. So maybe he makes a move. But yeah, I mean I kind of agree with you. Like if if anybody's going to be making this, I don't 
I don't feel like Darius Shepard did enough last season to do it. Uh, I don't think Travis Fulgham is going to be making the squad. If the way it looks to me, like I would think that they they go six wide receivers and try to sneak the other three right onto uh, the practice squad. So, I mean, right now, to me, it would be Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ, Kumaro. And then I'm at a, I'm at a toss-up between uh, Malik Turner and Reggie Bagleton. I think those are the two that can make a move, and if one of them has a better camp than the other, I think that's who they would go with and then try to see if they can put somebody onto a practice squad from there. Um, but I mean, it'll be fascinating to see if they want to try to add us. I feel like we do. This is like, it's now becoming like inside linebackers for me about like wanting to add a speed guy. Like I, I'm going to, we've been banging the drum for like, Oh, we need the speed guy. And I know MVS can fly. I get it. He can run a four, four EQ is pretty fast too, but like you want that guy who can just fly and the Packers just don't seem to care about it. And well, it, for me, it's like, I want to know we have that guy. Yeah. And EQ, they can, like you said, and we've said it a hundred times, they can get there. But it's a little, I feel a little uneasy with saying over and over and over again, they can get there. They could be the guy. Like, I want to know there is the guy. This is our guy. That's our speedster. Yeah. So, it's just tough in that aspect. What you want, you want somebody that lines up on the outside and the defense goes, oh, crap, look at that. Like, we got to be like, watch him, watch him, watch him. If he goes deep, we're screwed. Watch Devontae at the same time. like Exactly. You want somebody on the other side of Devontae that can do that, and they just don't, like, yeah, MVS is fast. Yes, EQ is fast. But there's nobody that they're like, oh, we have to, we have to game plan for him because he's so unbelievably fast. And that's the thing that you want the Packers to have. That's what we've been, everybody's been banging the drum for. So maybe at some point it'll happen, but I feel like it's probably going to be keep leaning towards like inside linebackers for me. And I'm just going to be going insane um, for the rest of the year. So <laughs> the new inside linebackers for Steve. <laughs> Why do, yeah, so, so now on defense, it's inside linebackers driving crazy and uh, offense is going to be wide receivers outside of Devonte that drive me crazy. So I think that's about right. I mean, I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Let us, we got it. We did get a couple of fan questions again this week. So thank you guys for responding. Sarah and I don't have the uh, Twitter prowess that Dusty does. So we didn't get as many as normal, but we did get some good ones already. So uh, first up we have uh, from Al Krause. He wants to know, do we see any roster surprises this year, like Sitton, et cetera? Uh, anybody that you would see that might be a potential roster cut this year, Sarah? That's a good question. I know you and I had talked a little bit about this, you know, when before we started recording. I think Lowry is maybe somebody that pops up into the mix of like, okay, that that might happen. But other than that, I don't really see I don't really see it happening, especially with how weird like the camp situation is and with no preseason. I don't know if there'll be enough to like warrant just you know, cutting someone surprise, a surprise cut like that. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking surprise, you're talking somebody that'll give you, you know, hopefully some cap relief. And as we discussed before, like the, the, you know, all of the top Packers players right now, if you cut them, you're going to 
be putting yourself in salary cap hell. Like you're going to be having dead ha- dead cap hits. You're going to have all that kind of stuff that you don't want to have. So, I mean, Rogers, Adarius Smith, Preston Smith, uh, you know, all those guys that are going to be like higher up on the list of who's being paid the most money that could save you money. Yeah, that's not actually going to be saving you money right now. So I honestly, like like we said, I don't really see it. We tossed around Dean Lowry because he just got paid last year, didn't really do much. I doubt they do anything on the defensive. Why would they cut somebody on the defensive line when they're thin anyway? Like that was my idea, and now I'm talking myself out of it. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, like I don't see. I don't see a big surprise cut. And like Sarah said, like with COVID and everything going on right now, you you want to keep your depth. You want to keep as many talented players on your roster as possible. So I'm gonna guess there's gonna be way fewer trades, way fewer cuts of bigger names and and things like that going on this year. Next up, we got Andrew hand who wants to know if there is no college football this year, is it better for the Packers to have taken Jordan love a year or two earlier uh, than we expected for us to take a quarterback with so much uncertainty. It seems to make sense more each day. Uh, So basically he's kind of talking about, um, Big Ten has been canceled, Sarah, and I actually just saw while we were recording, um, looks like the Big 12, however, is going to continue on. Yeah, so Big Ten and Pac-12 have um, postponed, and um, they're going to try for a season in the spring, and then from what which, I know... Which, uh, like, how, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, like, dumbfounded because... You're talking about you're trying to make your players safer, but then they're going to play two seasons in spring and fall. Uh, I don't know how that works. Yeah. And then ACC, SEC, and I guess now you just said Big 12. Are, Big 12, yep. Are planning to move forward um, with the season. So that that's obviously interesting. I'm not to get into too much college football, but... I mean, you think they can have like a super bubble or something like that with all these teams together? <laughs> so weird when you think of like the college football playoff and what happens with that like how can you have a national champion when they're all playing at potentially different times so just it's weird I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out I'm you know I I just graduated college and I was super excited I got season tickets for UCF I worked like all of the games all of the home games for three and a half years and I'm like oh this is great I'll finally go as a fan and now I'm like well that's kind of a bummer because if there's a season there most likely won't be fans and I know a lot of people are kind of just sad too and you know it's it stinks it's tough you know not just for the student athletes but you know there's a lot of people that will be affected by that from you know writers on the beat to operations people to uh, hundreds more that I'm missing you know it's more than you know just the players and the coaches there's a lot of people whose livelihood will be affected by it so that's tough sorry not to go on a rant there but ah you're fine but anyways back to our question about Jordan Love and you know if it now it seems like almost a great move that maybe the Packers drafted him when they did I thought this was a great question and it was something that I hadn't even thought about like with everything going on, I feel like there's so much going on that this is something that went over my head. And so, you know, when I read this question, I'm like, wow, that is a great point. And I think, 
he he kind of answered it in his question with so much uncertainty. This seems to make more sense every day. And like, I'll be the first to say when, you know, the love pick happened, I, I didn't love, I didn't love the love. Pick. <laughs> I was confused just as everyone else was. Why now? Why right now? And I, I mean, now we see there's a lot that's going on. We don't have no idea. I think um, Gudikins talked about this recently. We have no idea what recruiting will look like from that standpoint um, and how they scout um, these players. And, you know, obviously they really saw something in love that they'd like to take them this year. And if, if that's their guy and they feel comfortable in that, then they got him, you know, right at the right time. They're able to have him in the facility. He can learn through that. He, you know, he got all of the years of experience he could in college. Um, you know, he wasn't, he didn't miss the last season or he couldn't, you know, work out because of coronavirus. Like now he's with the team. He's, you know, in the very, from what the players have said, safe environment where he can still um, improve and learn and, um, and just get better, which is the whole point of why they drafted him when they did. So I think it, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, this may really have worked out. I think, you know, in the next draft, it's obvious, you know, Trevor Lawrence and, guys like that, you know, are the top quarterbacks, For but sure. we'll, we'll, with the Packers, you know, there's no way they're not going to be, they're not going to be a number one. They're not going to be in the first few like that. So, Hey, this might in the long run really just make sense in some strange way that no one could have ever predicted. So really interesting to think about that one. Yeah. It honestly from Andrew it was a great question. Makes it makes you think a lot. Honestly, I, I come back to the same point as I've I've come back to multiple times on on this whole thing. Everybody is freaking out about Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Like, who is it going to be? Like, in two years, is it going to be Jordan Love? Like, are they going to trade him? Like, you know what has to happen first? Jordan Love has to be so freaking good in practice that the coaches, the GMs, like all of the coaches have to be like, dude, I th- I think this is the guy. Like, I really think this is a guy he's shown enough in practice. It's he's shown enough in the preseason games that hopefully we'll have next year, you know, limited playing time that he's had that he's the guy like that has to happen before we even start talking about moving on from Aaron Rodgers. So all of this conversation about moving on from Aaron Rodgers is is already it's already premature. Like it doesn't happen until this kid proves that he can be a legitimate number one quarterback. Um, so, I mean, that's two, three years away for sure before that conversation happens, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, with all the uncertainty that's going on, like they're not, it, I doubt that they'll have a supplemental draft right now uh, with the NFL. It doesn't seem like that's something they're going to do. So it'll just be going on to next year's draft. And I mean, it's, it's going to be some crazy, crazy times as far as like the draft goes and how that all works. Like, are they going to let kids that are seniors out of their scholarships to go join other teams and things like that? Like who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks with with all this kind of stuff going on. So, uh, but right now that's the guy that they wanted. They feel comfortable with him. And I think if that, like, again, not the pick that any of us thought was going to happen. I think crazy some there was a, a run on wide receivers that nobody saw happening, and they just they did what they thought was the smartest move at the time for the future of the team. So hopefully it works out well. Time only time will tell to see kind of where that goes. So um, 
we do have I I it wasn't a question directed actually at me, Sarah. But uh, before we go, I want to have uh, two little questions for you because one was something that my wife does that annoys me, and I want to see where you land on it. And the other is a a drink question. So you being in Florida, we'll start with the drink question. Uh, somebody told somebody tweeted that. Um, what did he put? Hold on, I got it right here. He said, pulp-free orange juice is incomplete orange juice. And I need to know what your take on that is. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I hate pulp. I, I hate it. Um, oh, I'm, I need to take a deep breath. Oh, no, I'm glad. This is awesome because we're on the same page completely. I responded to him and I said, I prefer not to chew my orange juice. Yes, thank you. So pulp to me, in orange juice to me, which like I don't drink orange juice that much, but when I used to all the time as a kid, I was just like, I can't, I can't do the pulp. Pulp in orange juice to me as is as most stuff is. <laughs> like, there's just too much going on. It's taking away from the bigger picture, you know, like, mm-hmm. Let it be. I don't want the pulp. Even in lemonade, like I can't, I can't do it in lemonade either. I'm like, I don't want, like, to. I when I drink, I want a nice, smooth, cold drink. I don't want pieces of fruit. No, I get you. I, I just, I don't. Totally, totally on board with you. Like I, and then his response to me was. I like my OJ thick, and it was T H I C C, which I, ah, man, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, but uh, I didn't respond at all. I just like rolled my eyes, I'm like okay. Anyway, moving on. Like I want, I want a smooth orange juice. I don't want anything that I have to like chew that can get stuck in between my teeth, like gross. Um, however. My wife and I have started doing the um, the from the from concentrate like the frozen cans of orange juice, so you can still get them pulp free, which is good. But uh, the one thing I have found that I really liked is you make it and then you throw in like a big big scoop of ice into it as well, so it waters it down a little bit, makes it even less like it's not as uh, potent orange juice and it's it's outstanding. So. If you're looking for a little orange juice hack, I would uh, that's one that I would highly suggest. And then I will um, – the other question I have for you, because it is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have with my wife, and you have a significant other that um, you know, you've been with for a long time. So I want to know, uh, do, like, what's your stance on like toothpaste? Do you have to squeeze in the middle? Do you squeeze from the bottom? Like, Where do you go? Do you not care? No, I definitely don't squeeze from the middle. I saw that that's what you said your wife does, uh-huh. and I'm that's interesting because I don't think I've ever done that. I'm let me think. Like when I pick it up, I really like don't think about it that hard. So I'm trying to picture this. Right. I squeeze from the from the bottom from the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Here I will. Um, I'm gonna send you like two pictures right now. One is squeezed from the bottom. And the other is what it looks like when she squeezes it from the middle. Uh, I will tweet this out for everybody to see, but it is one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. Like she just 
whatever it is, like for whatever it doesn't care and just go like just gets her toothpaste, squeezes it from the middle, leaves it there, and then I am stuck every freaking morning just pushing all the toothpaste back up like yeah. a normal human being. I, I do go from the bottom because like you said, I don't like when it gets stuck. Like I just I use what's at the bottom and then I'll let it fall to the mm-hmm. bottom using that. So yeah, no, that would frustrate me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, let's see, what's the date today? Uh, we're rapidly approaching 10 years of marriage in about 10 days. So, yeah, 10 years, uh, 11 years of that. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but I'm glad that you squeeze your toothpaste like a normal human being. But, uh, yeah, I think that does it for us, Sarah. I think uh, we've covered pretty much all the Packers news that we need to. But I know you have a closing thought, so why don't you hit it with us? Yeah, so on Thursday this week, it's my mom's birthday, so I just wanted to give her a major shout out um, and say happy birthday to my mom, who is just amazing Packer fan too. So she's um, and yeah, I could I could not do life without her. We've always been close from when I was young to even now, you know, when I have a full time job and um, you know live in Orlando. So. It's really great, um, and I'll be going home to see her, so I'm glad that I'll at least get to spend some time with her um, on her birthday and on her day. So I know I've, she recently told me that every now and then she listens to our podcast, which was a shock. Oh, man. And so hopefully if she listens all the way to the end on this episode, she'll get to hear um, a nice birthday message for her. So God, That will be very fun. Happy birthday to Sarah's mom. Um, closing thoughts for me. I mean, I think it's pretty much the same stuff we've talked about for a long time. Just continually try to do nice things for people, help people out whenever you can, um, wear a mask whenever humanly possible. Let's, uh, if you guys, everybody out here loves football, they love college football. You want to see that? Wear a mask. It's not that hard. When you're around people, wear a mask. That's all I got. I mean, I mean, it's that, that's kind of all that's going on in the world right now for me. Like, we all want to get sports back. We all want to get uh, the NFL going. So I think it's pretty simple. So uh, we will be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, at uh, feel free to follow us at Twitter at Sarah Kelleher four at Steve Perhatch at Packaday Podcast. Even though Dusty's not here, I guess you can follow him. He's at Dusty Evely. Um, But, yeah, we'll be back next week talking some more Packers stuff. And, oh, God, we're talking about inside linebackers. It's going to be a good one, guys, I promise. Dusty and I are going to be arguing nonstop. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Sarah, are you down? You should be down to host that one, right? I I truly am, and I'm looking forward to it because I I think I will only ask the questions, and the rest will just be you (laughs) drinking. So turn the volume down next week because it's going to get crazy. That is wildly, wildly accurate. Wildly accurate. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll talk any news that's going on for the Packers. Uh, inside linebackers as a continuation of the Pack-A-Day preview. Um, make sure you guys continually follow us for all of uh, every single day. We've got new breakdowns for all the, the groups um, position-wise and uh, lots and lots of stuff going on for training camp. So, uh, five-star reviews whenever you can. We always love those. Um, but as always, thank you for listening. Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.